Welcome to Worlds Below, an actual play podcast that can only be seen every seven years on a clear night. Hey listeners, so with the finale nearly upon us, we wanted to try something a little different this time. So today we're going to take a step back from our dynamic duo, and instead we're going to explore a question that we found ourselves debating quite a bit off mic. How does the world react to Haven's return? I thought we would start maybe in your Nick first. Um, so as Haven descends, the, the bigger thing that's going on in near Nick is actually that the Inquisition has arrived and has burnt the pod. So we talked before about how um, everyone started to flee from the Inquisition and went into like sailing ships and like went out into the harbor where the Inquisition couldn't really reach them. Um, the nobility and the... Um, the Senate kind of stayed behind, like trying to get on the good side of the Inquisition. Oh, right. they I forgot they about them. So yeah, fast. the Senate just gives up immediately. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, but let's talk about what's going on in Near Nick. Obviously, there's a population here who has predominantly been following the Second Coming, who now see this massive thing coming down in the distance through the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and they see a pod like a sort of remnant of old technology or something of space that the inquisition has just burnt and there's no Mm -hmm. real government in place sven is in is at the crossing oleg is starting across the channel to do whatever try to help out so he's he's <laughs> Ooh, gone what's happening over there the senate <laughs> capitulates to the inquisition and the inquisition is burning the pod i gotta say this is an incredibly fragile system of governance if like yeah. the second yeah. the leader is gone it's like well there that's, goes our direction that's yeah. his fault for trying to make everyone beholden to him yeah <laughs> it's a fragile world it. when you think about it <laughs> Um, So what I think might happen in this situation is that the Inquisition and the Senate are in the Senate House Hall together, presumably trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. Can we take a step back and like, what does the Inquisition look like? How big is it? Who runs it? Did they have an army? Yeah. Yeah. So the Inquisition is relatively small, but they kind of have a, um, they have very little control. So the king doesn't do anything to stop them from meting out punishments. They're in charge of essentially like hunting down people who are heretics Mm. and either punishing them or like testing them. They wear brown robes, but they have an insignia on the breast pocket. It's an insignia that matches TerraCorp. It's a... It's weird that we never... I gave you a few opportunities for perception checks and you always failed them. It's fine. Yeah. So I've I've always pictured them as a bit of like a private militia of kinds. Mm -hmm. Do they have better weapons or something? Like, what's their edge come from? Their edge is mostly that they're backed up by the Pope and the King. Like, the two seem very intertwined from the point of view of like someone who's like a lower class citizen. Right. So they always have had this kind of religious legitimacy, but they don't really carry a lot of weapons. They don't have swords. 
they just have like the ability to do what they want and people don't really push back because Mm -hmm. they're either afraid of being labeled heretics um or they're afraid they're genuinely afraid of like aliens they think the church has that legitimacy um the church's power decreases the further out you get from the capital they don't have the ability to um, enforce things as much. So Brother Leaf in Near Nick struggles to keep people on board because they're not close to the church. They don't see the Pope. They yeah. don't have a good relationship with the king. They um, never see actual heretics probably like yeah. being charged with anything. They yeah. probably just see like, oh, that's my neighbor. <laughs> yeah, Brother Leaf isn't really able to do much. And you saw that when you were in Near Nick. In places like Ridari, the church is often a lot kinder they're small populations they're not really doing a lot of the things that like the inquisition would do in a larger cities to control people have a proposal for the scene of the pod being burnt mm-hmm. yeah because i feel like what they want to do is send a message with this right it's it's yeah. in part destroying the technology but also showing this city that what they've been following is you know like a false mm-hmm. whatever so I, I imagine they probably actually drag it out of the forest oh. and onto the shore where they know everyone can see this thing being yeah. burnt, right? Yeah. Um, and I just love the idea of Brother Leaf like maniacally cackling, jumping around this thing yeah. as it's ablaze and just like getting too close and getting singed a couple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he totally loses his cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's just jumping around in his robe like, hell yeah, like yeah. fist in the air. I was... I feel like then after that, like, it probably burns while... Ever, and, like, you can see the boats, right? Like, it's burning with the boats in the background. And, like, everyone on the ships for a moment, like, does lose hope, right? Like, they're like, oh, this sign has gone. Our prophet has vanished. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. You're right. Like, maybe they're right. And then yeah. in that moment is when the, like, silence falls as haven first breaches the clouds yeah and And it's like almost a sign that right they're wrong yeah i'm also imagining that the senate is like standing behind the inquisition to like watch this because they're trying to now flip sides to save themselves so they're standing watching the inquisition like burn this last like relic of technology right and i'm also picturing that like when haven breaches the atmosphere like it doesn't breach it like well like there's a lot of debris that kind of looks like oh. a meteor shower as like small bits that's so dangerous yep. yeah. oh that's so bad <laughs> i feel like even if the senate is supporting the inquisition if you were to look at the scene it would be like the senate members but they're separated by inquisition members so it's clear that the inquisition like doesn't trust yeah. The Senate members, mm. it's like clear who still has the power in the moment before Haven appears. It's the Inquisition. Yeah. yeah. So what do the people who are watching all this do? They have this moment where they lose a lot of hope. They see this burning. They see the government has effectively given in to this like extreme religious institution. But then they see essentially like a massive shooting star begin to descend. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So their relationship with Terra Pure until now has been what? They disrespectful largely, I think. But I mean, Agnetha only came down to Earth, what was it, three years ago, five mm-hmm. years ago? Three. Three years ago. So their introduction to this new sort of religious ideology can't be older than three years. 
I almost wonder if a lot of them were agnostic or like I wonder if the sudden change in like their religious beliefs like maybe people weren't actually that into Agnetha's preachings Mm -hmm. but they like I wonder if near Nick is actually the most open-minded of all the Mm -hmm. towns because city yeah because they've like oh they've realized that maybe Terra Pure like doesn't have a basis and then they're like but we just suddenly switched to Agnetha like maybe that's not real either Mm And so maybe they're both, they're kind of like on the fence, mm. but then the sight of Haven like creates this belief that they haven't had in a really long time. Yeah. Ooh. I think also that in a lot of ways, Agnetha was a lot more hopeful yeah. than the church was. The church was about like stopping things yeah. and converting things. Whereas Agnetha essentially told them like you survived the war, your ancestors did because you were special or yeah. you were good you deserved it and that you're gonna deserve it when the aliens come back Mm -hmm. so they probably feel this sense like even if they don't literally believe in what she's saying there's a sense of like hope and like we can do it Mm -hmm. okay i have i I just like for how this scene ends um like whatever happens in between i'm totally open to but like if that's the the case that this this Haven coming down like really cements a sense of like Agnetha was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. What if there is like a pilgrimage, an exodus from the city to go see the crash site after? Oh, so they don't try to mess no, with No, I think they would. I think what oh. they would do is they would immediately retaliate against the pod being yeah. destroyed because they like, I think in that moment it would seem that that was heresy yeah (laughs) like that that was wrong yeah yeah like obviously the inquisition would be like really fucking rattled too yeah yeah i i almost think the inquisition like scatters like i think the inquisition is shocked to their core so all these ships turn back yeah or like the sails go up yeah yeah i just love that like all the sails go up (laughs) yeah i'm also picturing that people are spread out like they can't necessarily Mm -hmm. like hear each other very well yeah. so i'm imagining people shouting from boat to boat saying yeah things like light the fire <laughs> or like wouldn't would there be anything like a storm lantern that would be lit from ship to ship if like it's mm. as like a messaging system like oh there's a storm coming in or oh something else like get back to shore or something yeah, absolutely you know, like they, they actually do that, right? Yeah. The, the flashing of the, the lanterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these lanterns start flashing and like it picks up from boat to boat as these hundreds of little ships and kayaks and dinghies start flashing their storm lanterns at each other. And, and it looks... turning back towards shore. Yeah. Oh, shit. Can you imagine that scene though? Like the Inquisition looking out over the water at these boats coming in with like a massive burning ball of yeah. fire in the behind sky it. coming behind the yeah. ships. Wow. Yeah. I'm picturing too, like all the fishers who are like who have the larger boats are like leading the charge, and you've got like the lumberjacks mm-hmm. off to the sides, like like <laughs> paddling, paddling as in their as dragon boats. I imagine. Yeah, oh, I can't canoes. chop the water. <laughs> You're supposed yeah. to use the paddle, not the axe. <laughs> use the axe sideways. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, quick Clayton is just like no. shouting people on. <laughs> Wait, do we have a list of NPCs we don't want to see again? <laughs> <laughs> Quick Clayton was lost tragically. Yeah. But so what what do the Inquisition and the Senate do? I think faced with an army of ships, they flee. 
Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they see like in the moment that they were burning the pod, they probably felt so solid in their belief. Like they'd finally found something actually from space yeah. and they were destroying it. And then like 30 seconds later, a ship comes out of the sky and all of these devout believers in the second coming are now charging towards them. I, I feel like the inquisition just scatters. Yeah. So they <laughs> if just that run. sounds correct. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Can I add, though, that Brother Lee falls to his knees <laughs> and just completely broken awaits <laughs> yeah. as the ships come back. Just, like, in. shocked, like, can't speak, <laughs> just can't like, move. Yeah. arms down by yeah. his side. Just... Yeah. Well, this and... is also probably a moment of devotion for him to be in front of this pod that he's burning. So maybe he's yeah. the one who is truly unwilling to leave. Yeah. Dang. And then, yeah, I think like Colt said, like with the, like it's a route, like the Inquisition is just gone into the forest. Like mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. they're, and so the people like watch as Haven lands. And so they start going to where Haven is. I'm curious to know what they do with the Senate though. I think, th- I feel like the Senate would flee. I think the with... Senate would like hold themselves up somewhere. Yeah. Like, take refuge in, in, the in the Senate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bar the doors. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel like at a certain point, too, the Senate becomes so inconsequential to people yeah. who feel like they've taken control of the city. Yeah. So they just don't bother the Senate. They just let them sit yeah. in the Senate. And I want to say an impromptu, like, council mm-hmm. formed. You know, like, mm-hmm. whoever is the most charismatic of the Fishers and, like, whoever, not... The union rep? The union <laughs> rep for the... <laughs> Like, I would say there's just, like, one person. Yeah, the union rep for the lumberjacks, the union rep for the fisher folk. Like, just sort of, they become the de facto leaders of the pilgrimage. Golly, there's just this collection of us that we just, like, we we, we have to come together. We have to unify. What what do we call ourselves? Uh, A collective. Mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Collective seems so distributed. A really together would, group. A together. Yeah. Oh, what about a, a group of a group of people who are all on the same page for doing things together? Does that does that sound good? Mm. A group of people who work as one to achieve common goals. A common. What about a glue? <laughs> so what if glue we, keeps things together? Well, no, I've heard acronyms are really it's like in right now. Sticky. So we'll call a go work. Which is a group of workers who all that I it doesn't seem to be catching on you guys. Yeah, I really think glue is gonna be the one. I I like glue as well. Okay. Okay, we're the glue. (laughs) (laughs) There is a glue is already a thing though, guys. It's like a thing that exists that we use all the time. But I guess it's like the idea is that, you know we're using that thing and then we're like talking about it in a different context but like we're already like the glue is holding us together we're not the glue the glue because we're the glue it's contextual (laughs) (laughs) so the argument goes on for a few days and then (laughs) this preoccupies the people of near nick yeah but I, i do like the idea that maybe they're arguing about what to call themselves as 
they're pilgrimaging across the yes. water towards Haven. Oh, and this, mm-hmm. the, this argument is happening via Storm Lantern. Yes! There wasn't even a Storm Lantern signal for glue before. <laughs> and it's really beautiful that they made one. Yeah. <laughs> they were actually just like sticking their hands together in the distance. They're like, is he clapping? What is he doing? He's like, no, I think he means like stick. Stuck. So we're Should we call sticks. ourselves some sticks? <laughs> Are we sticky? <laughs> oh, God. God, if only there were a better word for this. If unity. only. Yeah. If only. <laughs> Sailing okay. off into the sunset. I like that. I like the, that. The Eventually. fiery ball of death that Haven has become, you mean, not the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Felhamir, and we'll break this into a few parts because mm-hmm. it's large, obviously. Um, I think it hasn't taken long for Angelica to leave the city in the helicopter and go to the crossing. So although there's not like an active assault on the city, the city surrendered. Um, there's still kind of like remnants of fighting throughout and things are starting to settle down as the bandits take control. Um, Charlie and Gunner went with you to the crossing. So there's a small contingent of bandits who are negotiating with the soldiers, but I want to focus more on like the people in the city. Mm. Um, so I want to talk first about Spanner and what Spanner does. I the angle that I'd thought of, uh, but I'm willing to like change that, is that um, Spanner rallies around the university. And maybe with the help of the crank boys, with the help of the grad students, he, his priority is to protect knowledge yeah. and information. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to suggest also. Yeah, and I actually want to backtrack a bit and say that perhaps during the actual fighting, the confrontation, um, some of the bandits try to get into the university, but Spanner actually goes out alone to just say, like, no, like, don't come in here. And yeah. he has no weapons, he has nothing. But Spanner is the one who kind of stands in the doors of the university. Oh, that's fun. I love the idea of like the bandits calling whoever's like the highest in charge in the absence of Charlie and uh, Gunner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 he's not moving. Yeah. And I imagine Spanner said something along the lines of, when everything's chilled out, you can come in. But right now, no. (laughs) We are not accepting students at this point. (laughs) The fall semester will be starting in two weeks. You can join then. Is he, like, flanked by two crank boys with, like, riot riot water jets yes <laughs> yep they've done a lot of cranking all day to build up enough they're like all force. Just cranking they're cranking madly. as fast as they can <laughs> but uh spanner himself through sort of like th- sheer force of presence is able to say like leave the university alone mm-hmm. would it have made sense that leia would have been with maybe some of the bandits at that moment after Max was taken away and she would have so she would have been coming with the bandits to the university because she's friends with Spanner yeah I think maybe after Spanner has been holding out for some time uh let's let's actually talk about what Leia does immediately after Angelica leaves Mm. with Max do we have to take one step a little bit further back and just like the marsh folk are part of this Mm -hmm. yeah I'm just 
like one of the things that I kind of envisioned was the Marsh folk acting as a tempering yes. uh, influence yeah. on this whole process. Like they're interwoven with the bandits. Is Owl in charge after Gunner leaves? I kind of yeah. like that as an idea. Yeah. I feel like because they've spent so long together, like she just has such a force of personality and that's basically the only thing the bandits yeah. have ever respected in a yeah. leader. She literally a just tells them to fuck mouth. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's got language they don't even know. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. impressive. There is a scene of Owl just swearing for like five minutes straight. She never repeats a word. Yeah, and doesn't take a breath. She shouts them down and at the end of it there are a troop of soldiers surrounding her, like the bandits with their machine guns and their weapons, and they all just look at her and they look terrified and they go, Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then like I feel like her next sentence is now we're gonna fucking take the city, but you're gonna fucking listen to me about how we do it. <laughs> you put those fucking guns away. <laughs> or whatever other word she can come yeah. up with. Yeah. Those Swamp rusted. Yeah. <laughs> you put your swamp rusted fucking little dick swabbing <laughs> guns out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All the women are like, but we don't got those. <laughs> and her, her son is, of course, standing right behind her and nodding wisely. And he, he goes, mm hmm, mm hmm. Goose. <laughs> Goose agrees. Goose. <laughs> Goose has become a meme. Goose is, I think Goose is a Pokemon. He can only say his name. Yeah, so Owl is has taken charge of the bandits mm. as the city is starting to come to grips with what has happened with the surrender. Yeah. And I feel like one of the first things is sending out, like, groups of bandits and marsh folk to like go talk to people like mm -hmm. here's what happened here is why we did this and here is what they know of the church like i yeah. feel like that is the first step mm. <laughs> yeah i mean before we zoom in on the scene so like what does the tide of this look like over the course that all of this happens like they arrive they storm the gates and then like what's the pacing of this that all of these scenes get sort of inserted into so I like the idea of having some scenes in that sort of tense aftermath where the bandits are trying to like keep control of the city without any more violence, where people are, there's still kind of chaos. There's no one who's really visibly in charge, mm -hmm. although the bandits are taking over. Mm -hmm. So there's there are people, I think there are people who are going door to door to check on their neighbors but there are lots of people in the streets there are people who followed the mob i was gonna that Angelica say created and then mm -hmm. needed to find something else to do yeah because i feel like the way we established it is that like once this gates were opened like a mob formed yeah and i feel like that would have trickled out so that anyone who'd been out in the streets was maybe pulled in a little bit or mm -hmm. ran away. Yeah. And so a lot of people knew what had happened at the beginning. Right. And then people didn't really know what happened after. Yeah. I just love the idea of, of Owl facing down a mob. I love the idea. Of soldiers? Or citizens. No, the citizens oh. that, are, that are rioting. Oh, yeah. Or both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the soldiers, the citizens. So <laughs> I love the idea of Owl facing down people who were previously in the Felhamir slums. So the people right. who are ex-slaves who were freed by Bjork about seven years ago or at any time and who mm -hmm. predominantly live in the slums. So I am picturing a lot of those people like going into better parts of the city and like running through the streets. And there is a moment 
I actually love that idea of like an, a large street with a mob walking towards it, owl leading a troop of bandits, and maybe someone from the bandits recognizing someone from the other mm-hmm. crowd. Aww. Like wanna, maybe, yeah. I actually want to say it's Mags Aww. who sees someone. Is it someone who's related to Steve? Steve's brother? And I think that maybe not many people even know exactly who it is, but in as this like mob walks forward and Owl leads a group of bandits, Mags actually just steps forward and like pushes people aside and just walks across that gap. And no one really knows what to do until she approaches someone in the front row and just like bear hugs him. And no one really knows why, but that completely cuts the tension. Pistol Pete got the best hug that day. Pistol Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think after, like, my feeling is that after this, a lot of the bandits start to realize that some people they know might be in the city having been captured and then freed. And a lot of the bandits start dispersing to go look for people. Yeah, and they're like right. running through the streets, like shouting people's names or saying, like, do you know this person? Have you ever seen them? Oh do they live here? Does it become like an impromptu, like citywide, not like, I don't want to say celebration, but some like where people are gathering mm-hmm. because they're hearing like, oh, there are people who like know people. Like, like my, my cousin who's been missing for like, yeah. Month, like years he sh- he's here it's like and so people are like oh oh my god i wonder if like my aunt or like my cousin like i wonder if they're and so people are like coming out and like looking or like they find someone they thought was dead and they have a kid mm. yeah so there are all these reunions happening and people who like who had lost hope years ago are now searching yeah and i feel like not only that but like people who didn't lose anyone are just like also like mm-hmm. coming to meet like yeah like people are just like there's just such a like feeling of like released tension that like people are like hugging random strangers in the yeah street. <laughs> and i think it becomes hard to tell people who are citizens of felhamir apart from the bandits especially people who are living in like mm-hmm. the slums or the lower right. class housing and then would then there be like a call for the bandits to gather to face like the soldiers who are there like is that when that's happening do you think after this i i'm not sure what i think happens with the soldiers i think during the initial assault most of the soldiers who were defending the city either surrendered or were killed okay there weren't a lot of soldiers left in the city i yeah i don't want to completely gloss over that this was like it was an assault of a city and people did die yeah Mm -hmm. but that it wasn't like a bloodbath that led to the city. Like this wasn't a Daenerys Targaryen kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? No. I don't think anyone targeted like civilians. Yeah. It was a fight for the walls. And after that, it was mostly one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to know what happened to that scene though with like Spanner. And... Yeah. Yeah. So Spanner facing down what uh, Owl and some, uh, some bandits. That or like this was prior to that, that, moment with like mags and pistol yeah Pete. yeah this was like earlier in the the invasion yeah. i guess yeah so it would have been probably like right after angelica left mm-hmm. right kind of thing yeah so they're trying to secure the university yeah mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, I almost want to say it's like a 300 style spanner, just like at the narrowest yeah. part of the gate, you know, just standing his ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think also like a lot of students and their families had hidden in the university. So there were people there who didn't want to be part of the fighting and Spanner didn't want anyone to like come in. Spanner knew biocoding though, right? Yes, he was an uh, instructor. Are there an, an odd number of animals around yeah. the gate? <laughs> I really like the idea of him just like perched along whatever wall or like. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of them being birds. Yeah. Yes. A lot of birds. Just like a, a fuck ton of birds. Like all the pigeons. Or like a really like kind of emotionally jarring number of crows. Yeah, like every. Spanner had just been spending a lot of his time biocoding different burgers just in case. It was like his specialty. Yeah. Mm. So when the time comes, he releases all of these biocoded birds. And I actually think there's like a, a falcon or is Avery a hawk or falcon? a hawk? <laughs> it's a hawk. <laughs> there's a hawk that is like swooping among them with like a paper tied to its Aww. leg. Oh, no. What did that message say again? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> please help. We're going to burn forest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was like, the plan went shit. I need backup. Right. Yeah, so Avery has joined this flock of bio-coded birds. Mm -hmm. And I think Spanner, Doing good work. Yeah, I think it's a, a very imposing sight. Like, when the bandits come, even though they have, like, machine guns, they just see this one guy standing alone, surrounded by birds, saying, like, you can't come in. That looks yeah. so ominous. I also like the idea that after maybe the bandits back off and there are a fair few marsh folk who come up, pigeon, goose, maybe mm. there's someone named hawk, mm -hmm. there's falcon, there's a oh my God, sparrow. Right. Birds. Yeah. Birds. <laughs> and they, they love this. Yeah. Right. They're all Just looking like, oh, for that one's namesakes. me. Yeah. Look, I've never seen one before. How do you know what it looks like? Well, okay. Listen. I'm pretty sure you just pointed at a crow. Oh, uh, that's why my name's Crow. Uh, I thought your name was Raven. You look uh, exactly like your sister Raven. Oh my Raven. god. Everyone says that all the time. My hair's so much shorter than hers. But she just cut hers too. Ah, uh, it's the problem. <laughs> I like the idea too that some of the marsh folks remember we discussed that they each have a song mm -hmm. that yeah. they write about their name. They're singing so their song. Some songs. of them sing their song. They're so excited. Oh, it's a cacophony, right? It's yeah. terrible. None of them know how to sing. It's awful. It's the worst choir ever. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and it's all just backed up by a little bit of starships are meant to fly. Uh, that's yeah. coming out of the university. Yep. And after all. No. <laughs> that was readery. Whoa. It's a popular song. No, it's oh a really gosh. backwards song, and no one will be playing it here. Okay, sure. Um, I also want to talk then about what happens with Leia. She's just been released from being imprisoned. Mm -hmm. She's helped Max. Ka Angelica and Max have left. She's in the church, which is obviously this volatile center of activity. The mob was convinced by Angelica not to storm the church. Yeah. But now there's obviously like a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of secrets. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that have been hidden and there's no one there to defend it. Leia. I mean, there's a couple things that I, I feel are important for her. One is a scene where she actually stops someone from hurting someone from the church. Like 
she gets in the way of violence being done against them and like this is a person who knows her and just is confused by like why she would stand up for these people that have literally just put her in stocks and Mm -hmm. you know at her core what she cares about is seeing people live Mm -hmm. like she life is what's the most important to her does she set up like a first aid station yeah and that's the second thing is she a hundred percent does she set it up in the church as like a statement (laughs) like yeah it it could be seen as a statement but she set it up there because there were resources because she was right there it's probably that yeah and also she was like oh hell these stethoscopes very useful for their original purpose handy (laughs) i i also like the idea that the church loses a lot of its mystique because people are coming and going yeah they're like maybe throwing the benches to the side to make impromptu like tables they're tearing down the tapestries to make bandages yeah yeah i think there's one other thing that happens first too is if she's the first person in there is that she um, reads the mm, no she hides the body of the pope (laughs) Oh, oh yeah <laughs> wait so is it let me ask though do you think how do you think that people would react to seeing that the pope has died because oh. angelica shot her in view of everyone right? i don't know i, I think she shot her in the back inside. of the church oh my, my understanding of that is like there's this antechamber and then we went down and we came back up she stabbed max in the antechamber and i shot her in the antechamber yeah that was also my feeling mm-hmm. okay but no, that I, makes sense. like how do you how do you think the people would react to seeing the pope killed Okay, so these are people that believe in this religion that just stormed it. But I think we've also established scenes where people are afraid yeah. of the church, yeah. not respectful, Let, afraid. Let's clarify how we think people in Felhimir actually respond to the church because it's the, yeah. where the church is strongest. And I think there are people who are devout, but there are also people who are oppressed. Yeah, because I would say that of what we have experienced, the people in the slums were only oppressed, right? Like they were afraid whenever the church walked through. Yeah, I'm not concerned about the people not liking the fact the Pope is dead so much as people making the link between Angelica having killed the Pope. Right. Um, And so I, I I feel like Leia recognizes something along those lines. It's like, if this is something that needs to be revealed, maybe now in the heat of the moment is not, is the not when people yeah. need to see the pope dead shot right. yeah because what if it was a bandit like like who yeah the, so the she pope hides gone. that does she like put the body in the tunnel like yeah. and close the doors oh like the trap door yeah yeah like down where the hologram was yeah i'm, I'm not too concerned about the the how and the what i just don't love the idea of I feel like she would recognize this is not the best thing for yeah. people yeah. to see right now. Well, it's also probably like she probably started doing first aid and then was like, I'm going to go get some supplies, ran back, saw the dead Pope, was like, fuck, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> Threw her down the trap door, <laughs> went back to what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's it? Good, good riddance. Is yeah. She yeah. She would say good riddance to her. Yeah, yep. I like that. Uh, so yeah, the church becomes like a hospital for some time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always liked that. Yeah, true sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Being what it should always have been. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. So all of this is happening. I think things are starting to quiet down. Like people are reuniting. Um, 
Leia is tending to the wounded and there are fewer and fewer people coming in. Spanner has finally relaxed enough to allow some people to come in and out of the university. Oh my god, does he let the marsh folk in? Because he likes how they sang to his birds. Yeah. yeah. I think he thought they were super weird. Yeah. But Spanner's also a little weird. Uh-huh. So he's into it. Yep. <laughs> I bet you he actually got the birds to cooperate mm-hmm. so that they have their own bird on their shoulders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was probably like, if you're nice to your bird, you can come into the university. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're all like... <laughs> and it doesn't move because like, it's a bio yeah. yeah. They're just like being very careful with this bird on their shoulder. Like, oh my God. Okay. I think that the Marsh folk too are a little astonished by Felhimir itself. They, yeah. They've lived effectively so in camps and barges on the water their whole life. So being in a built city like this and a city that is built in the ruins of an old like uh, 21st century city mm-hmm. is amazing. So they're probably like shocked and awed too. So the university is maybe where they kind of sit to get acquainted with everything yeah that makes sense yeah so at at this point with this kind of atmosphere descending over the city this is when haven breaches the atmosphere and you see it in the distance oh wow the city would go wild does leia have a moment of like this is because the pope's dead (laughs) Uh, like does she like just because of how she was raised in the church like does she have a moment of being like this was our fault like does that would that happen i feel like no i I thought we established leo was like super atheist right i'm i'm just trying to imagine like being brought up even if you became atheist and you were suddenly faced with like everything the church said right like would you have a moment of like Oh, oh god they were right yeah we did the wrong thing but she also knows that angelica and kat are from space yeah. yeah. Right? Like, she, she knows where they came from. So her um, thought is probably only, oh, shit. There's more of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many of them are that going to have to fix? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I bet you her first thought is, oh, shit, they weren't lying. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what her first thought is? I need a drink. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I also want to ask you guys a question. So up until this point, I've set up this kind of, like, um strained relationship between the king and the people like the people Mm -hmm. in the kingdom don't really like bjork the army is loyal to her but you've heard before that astrid her mother was a much better king they liked astrid a lot more as you as this journey unfolded you came to understand that that's because bjork stopped pillaging the west Mm -hmm. and she kind of shattered the economy by ending slavery and pillaging and colonization and stuff so people weren't, a lot of people weren't happy with like the state of things after that. Mm-hmm. So although she's pretty much genuinely a good person, she's not perceived very well, but she's not hated except by maybe Sven. Mm-hmm. So I... do, how does, do people think about the king when they see this ship coming down in the far distance? I sort of thought the way the people thought about the king is that she was actually more liked by like the slum people Mm -hmm. than by the rich right because like the rich suffered when they when slavery was abolished and Mm -hmm. when the economy tanked but like the poor were like we're not slaves anymore (laughs) true 
Mm-hmm. So but there were also like shortages. There were yeah. food shortages that impacted the poor. There were disruptions right. to trade. And the rise of the Inquisition is something that Bjork allowed in order to keep power. I mean, it's I... It's a complicated relationship. Yeah, I have to imagine that the people of Haven... Haven. Where are we? Thelhamir. <laughs> like... Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they... Like, they have to assume that these that it's aliens you know like mm-hmm. the, that's probably everyone's first thought is that the aliens are returning because of for, for some reason yeah and they yeah. how right they are well yeah. also like they also the people who just marched in the church i, I feel like what you described for leia is actually is probably else. like everyone else yeah um but that 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 sense of like did we make a mistake in marching on the the church yeah like is this the end of days? Yeah. So maybe people feel uncertainty, like maybe they caused this in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine it like a panic not starting, but I can also see that there are enough calming influences now that like the, it's just another drop in the bucket of like this night has been a literal shit show. Yeah. Because the way you said it is that Haven looks cobbled together, right? Like, it doesn't look purely alien, From this distance, though, I think people would just see, like, something large entering the atmosphere and coming down. Um, But one thing that I was thinking of is that people know that the king has gone off to wage war somewhere. Mm -hmm. To I'm sure that she made a big show about, like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to go do this. War has a way of kind of, if it's abstract and out of people's thoughts, it's sort of unifying mm. so maybe Did you mean gluing gluing <sighs> it is gluing it's would sticky. she have said that she was going to go fight the prophet because if she did then people might be like oh maybe the prophet One. won yeah oh that's wild yeah so bjork they maybe they think bjork has failed yeah. bjork has failed and they're like not only that to. but they were like the prophet won and she was right and this is her second coming <laughs> so how does that make people feel about their king would they know about that Sorry, no. like real quick i don't Sorry. think they would know about the second coming no, no they would i some garbled version of it would have made it to the city but mm-hmm. i feel like people know that there's a prophet who preaches aliens are good wouldn't that make like contribute to sort of a breaking of the spirit of the city then like maybe a, one of the last straws of the people that were resisting is that like the king is dead or like the king has failed and these people that have just stormed our city they're obviously on the side of the aliens and like we've lost yeah well i feel like it would be a weird thing right because Mm -hmm. we we already established that like the people coming in people are recognizing each other like it's getting around that like oh these are like I know them. Like we right. know them. They're us. They they were out west. Like where did they come from? They've been missing for so long. And then at like the same time, they have this feeling of like our king is gone. She failed. Um the prophet was right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do mean there's like there's a class differentiator there, right? Like the yeah. slums are the ex-slaves. Yeah. And I feel like the people that would still be the true followers of the religion are the ones that weren't oppressed by it. And like that may have been the group that was holding out. So yeah. the upper class effectively gives up. Like yeah. they stop yeah. resisting. They that, stop. That's what I was trying yeah. to get at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because I almost feel like leaving Felhamir in this state of like 
unbalanced like mm-hmm. we have no idea what's going on right now we're not yeah. sure if we're happy or scared mm-hmm. is like an interesting place to leave it yeah. Yeah. while haven's coming down or maybe it's very fractured people yeah. feel very differently i think maybe like the lower class are out on the streets either still searching for people or yeah. just to not be alone yeah whereas maybe the upper class has like gone home and like locked their doors and are just trying to like wait out the night would they have no, we established that the bandits were there. I was like, would the upper class have tried to lock themselves in, like, the kings? I think the bandits would take yeah. over the I was palace. Like, we, it's got yeah. weapons. It's got it's weapons. Got, it's got helicopters. Mm-hmm. got a helicopter. Yeah. Yes, good. Yeah, I like that. Owls sitting in the king's chair. <laughs> I want a scene of owls slowly walking up to the king's chair. She's, like, smoking a cigar or something, and she looks at it, and she just says, fucking ostentatious. pick up with Kat and Angelica next time to resolve this. Next time on Worlds Below. It's below. You've been sleeping with who? (laughs) 